Hey there, you're listening to We Just Like to Talk. I'm your host, Becky. And I'm Kara. This is a podcast for easy listening about hard subjects. Today's topic is... Therapy. So Becky, uh, you and I have both at various points in our life gone to therapy. You and I are both currently seeing a therapist on a, I would say, semi-regular basis. And Mm -hmm. I thought we have such interesting discussions afterwards about our therapy sessions and what each of us have learned from therapy and kind of what we do with our therapy that it would make an excellent topic to discuss on the podcast because therapy and treating mental health in general is one of those subjects that has tended to be taboo in our society. It's becoming a little bit easier to talk about it, but I feel like there's still this shroud around things like therapy. And there are some people who really believe in therapy. There are some people who think it's not useful at all. And like, everybody's welcome to their own opinion on therapy, but I generally think that it's something that if you have an open mind, it can be useful depending on your situation. Uh, And I, I really wish it were more accessible and more affordable for more people because I think that we would have a mentally healthier society as a result. I couldn't agree more with every single point that you just made. And might I also add that I thought it was about time I stopped treating you as my therapist and go to therapy. (laughs) Well, I I mean, I I never thought, I never felt that you treated me that way. But that is a really important point. I think that sometimes, especially when you have a friendship as close as ours, you get into the habit of confiding in your friends and getting their thoughts and their advice and kind of accidentally treating them like therapists. Uh, especially now during a stressful time like a pandemic, and that can really deplete your friends of their energy. So thank you for being so self-aware, and I completely agree. That's one of the reasons that I ended up going to therapy. Uh, I guess we can just kind of get into it and talk about sort of how we got into therapy and stuff. Uh, Obviously, a little bit of a trigger warning here for people who have had mental health issues. We're not going to go deep into the stuff that we talk about in therapy, but mm-hmm. some things might come up. So if this is not a comfortable topic for you, uh, you may just want to skip over this episode. So Skip to one of our fluffier, lighter episodes. We have many of them. Yeah. Like Buffy and mm-hmm. Real Housewives. If you, if you need a little bit of escapism. Yeah. Totally understandable. So I ended up going to therapy for the first time pretty much a year ago. I had never really considered going to therapy before because, and this might sound a little bit conceited, but I just, I felt like I was pretty well adjusted in my life. So Mm -hmm. I wasn't really sure there was anything that therapy would be able to help me with. And if that's true for any of our listeners, good on you, because that's a great place to be in. But I got to a point last year where I, I started realizing that I was having some difficulty 
with my relationship with my dad. He had gone through some pretty serious health stuff in the past couple of years. And as a result, I ended up kind of taking on this role of like caregiver uh, and one of the primary supports that he had. And that really took a toll on our relationship because I started reaching a point where when his name showed up on my phone, I would feel really, really anxious. Mm-hmm. And I remember having this moment where I'm just like, I don't like that I feel that way. I don't want to mm-hmm. feel that way. So I thought this is something that a therapist could help me with. This is a journey I could go on with somebody and have them talk with me and ask me questions about my dad and the rest of my family and my relationships and kind of help me unpack why was I feeling that way and what steps could I take to change the direction of my relationship because I've obviously I value my relationship with my dad and I wanted to improve it. So mm-hmm. I, I went on the search for a therapist and I found a therapist. I was very lucky. I know some people really struggle to find therapists who work well for them and sort of gel with them. But I, the first therapist I tried seemed like a good fit. And we, we had some really productive sessions about that. So I've continued to see him uh, even past sort of that initial need to talk about my relationship with my dad. I feel like continuing this relationship with my therapist will be very beneficial for me. Nice. I think that's extremely admirable of you to be so self-aware and to kind of not just push your emotions aside and say, whatever, it is what it is, I'll deal with it. To listen to yourself and to recognize your needs and to recognize that you don't want to feel a certain way and that there is something that you can do about it. You can't change your dad, you can't change people around you, but you can change how you react to things and how you view certain situations, right? Or how you handle them. Yes. So kudos to you for having that aha moment and for actually doing something about it because that takes a lot of courage and you are walking the talk or whatever that saying is, (laughs) talking the walk. And you're doing great. Thank you. I'm proud of you for the exact same thing, for deciding to do therapy. I know you've gone to therapy a few times, so maybe you could tell our listeners kind of, what is your experience going to therapy? So my experience is a little bit different, obviously, from yours. Everybody's different for why they seek out therapy and when they seek out therapy, of course. The first time I went to therapy was around three and a half years ago because it was right after a breakup. I just felt these overwhelming emotions. It's not like I'd never gone through a breakup before, but this one was just a little bit different. I think it hit me in a different way. Um, I think obviously having amazing supportive friends is super helpful, but they can only do so much for you. And you can only read so many self-help books along the way. So I just felt like I needed that little extra boost, let's say. Um, So I think I had about five sessions. And then I remember it was about every week or every two weeks. And then after I hit a certain point, and then it was like my therapist had literally told me, you're good. You don't need any more sessions. Nice. Which is so interesting because I think 
some therapists might not tell you that because mm -hmm. they're not they wouldn't get paid from you otherwise right <laughs> so i thought it was just so honest and such a good trait that my past therapist had just being like you know what i could see that you're doing better i can see that you are like moving on from this situation i can see that you're handling it handling it really well so I don't really see it a point unless you have anything else that you really want to work on. And at the time, I was like, yeah, I think she's absolutely right. I felt a lot better, felt like I had improved. That's great. Well, and, and I think that really sort of puts paid to the misconception that once you start going to therapy, it's like this permanent state and you're always going to be going to therapy. And it's like, no, you can go to therapy for a very targeted and specific reason and once you've yep. worked on that issue, maybe you stop going to therapy for a while. That's totally fine. Yeah, yeah. I think um, different strokes for different folks, right? Mm -hmm. What works for you might not work, work for me and, and vice versa. So, yeah, I think that's a really good point that therapy isn't necessarily this, like, you're not in it for, like, the long haul. It could be these, like, short burst of sessions. Yeah, so fast forward a couple years later we're in a pandemic. Um, I just felt like I was dealing with a couple of issues that I wanted to discuss, like just changes, you know, just life mm -hmm. changes, body changes, maybe some relationship changes some friendship changes. And I just felt like, you know, I'm feeling really overwhelmed. I'm feeling really stressed out. I'm taking all the measures that I can meditating, exercising, journaling, reading, taking time to relax, having a great support system. But sometimes that's just not enough and you need the extra support. So for me, that's why I seeked it out. I see her maybe once every two weeks, maybe once every three weeks. And I just, I really value the rapport that I have with her. Sure. So Maybe that's something we can talk about. Maybe some people who've never gone to therapy just don't know how to get started, right? Like, how do you find a therapist? I mean, I know it's different in different countries. Americans have a huge burden with their healthcare system of like, you know, will this be covered by my private insurance? I don't know. Um, right. But yep. like here in Canada, right? So therapy is not covered, unfortunately, under our public health care. Uh, if you do yeah. have private insurance, it can it can be covered sometimes. But regardless, you have to seek out a private therapist, generally speaking. And uh, so what what was that experience like for you of like, okay, it's been a couple of years, you're in a different city. How did you look for a therapist? Yeah, so I'll I'll go back a little bit and just say that my very first therapist, it was just so easy because my friend had recommended her. Ah. So I remember she had gone through a, you know, a pretty, I would say traumatic breakup. And she just had nothing but great things to say about her therapist. So I thought back to that and I messaged her and then she's like, oh, she's fantastic. I think you'll really get along with her. Yeah. So it was super easy. It was like, I had a recommendation from a friend. I trusted that. I trust that friend. And it turned out really well. Then moving to a different province and then different city, we're in a pandemic. So it's not like you can go in person to see your therapist, which is really quite different. Uh, my experience was 
literally just going online and typing in like certified therapist Quebec Montreal area cool. and then literally just going through the different bios that their therapists have online and also making sure like they're accredited you know it's legit I think there was actually something from maybe like the Canadian Psychological Association I believe they have like a directory um, so I might have found it through that originally. Honestly, it was just a lot of like Googling and seeing if I was like a good fit. And then even though I am covered with insurance, which I feel extremely lucky and grateful for, I still wanted like, I didn't, I was still very much aware of price being a factor mm-hmm. in it. Well, yeah, because insurance policies have limits. Only cover so much. Right? So yeah, yeah absolutely. Kara, what was your experience searching for your therapist? Um, so I went online, much like you, and just sort of mm-hmm. looked for therapists here in Thunder Bay. Um, I always feel weird trying to find services in Thunder Bay because everything is so like small and word of mouth. And I'm just like, oh, I don't know if this place has a good reputation. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, whatever, I'm going to give it a try. So I basically just tried one place and signed up and said, give me a therapist appointment. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. um, they did. They paired me with somebody who is uh, older and and male, which I thought was interesting because at the time, if you had asked me, I would have been like, oh, like, I I, I think I would confide more easily in a woman. Mm -hmm. So I was pleasantly surprised that he put me at ease. Uh, something I didn't expect going into my first session was just kind of like how he kind of used like some small talk at the beginning to start to get to know me and just it was kind of weird and seamless how he went from the small talk to like talking about our issues Mm-hmm. And, and I remember having this moment of like, oh, okay, so you're you're pretty good at this, like very smooth. <laughs> you know, I, w- I was observing it in the back of my mind. I'm like, you know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, which is a great sign. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it, yeah, we clicked. So it's it was really just luck in my case. I think if I hadn't enjoyed the first session, I would have gone back and be like, give me somebody different or, or gone to a different place yeah. in Thunder Bay. But in my case, yep. it just kind of worked out that the first therapist I tried, kind of kind of like you with your your very first therapist as well, uh, only not, mm. not so much from a, a recommendation. And I remember I had, I think, two or three sessions with him in 2019, at the end of 2019, talking about my dad and stuff. And then kind of like this, the true test was at the end of February in 2020 when I showed up and I'm like, so by the way, I've decided I'm transgender. And it's kind of like, you know, like, how is this going to go? Because tons of therapists are great. They're very supportive of LGBTQ. Some of them are LGBTQ themselves, but a Mm -hmm. lot of therapists are not great with it or they don't know enough about it. It's just like doctors, right? So Mm. I was very apprehensive. Well, no, that's not honest. I wasn't super apprehensive because I had the sense he was going to be fine with it. But there was some element of apprehension everything was fine. It was all good. And, you know, that has been another dimension of going to therapy is getting to talk with a professional about gender related issues and transition stuff and how that's Mm. affecting me and and how I relate to other people. So that's been a positive thing about 
just lucking into finding a good therapist. Absolutely. I think you actually brought up a really great point of your therapist accepting you for you. Mm -hmm. Because obviously nobody is perfect. And I think, honestly, we all need therapy, whether it's like for the long term or we have these like short bursts. I think everyone can benefit from it. But if you feel like your therapist is judging you or being critical of you or they're just not getting it then I think go with someone else yeah I feel like that was sort of my experience when I had originally found someone here and I won't get into like too too much detail but she's like this older Russian lady glasses and I I felt really distracted because she kept wiping her eyes Mm mm-hmm I guess maybe she just had overflowing tear ducts or something. (laughs) Or maybe she has allergies. Who knows? And I I just kept getting really distracted because that's all I was noticing. And then I feel like she not interrupted me, but kind of kept putting in her two cents or wouldn't put in her two cents enough. Like, I would say something and then I would like expect a reaction because, you know, it's kind of clunky at the beginning. You're Mm -hmm. trying to figure out like how much am I, how much am I speaking? Do I ask for their opinion on this? Mm -hmm. Um, So I just feel like we weren't getting into a nice groove. Mm -hmm. And then I felt like, I don't know, I left and I was like, okay, yeah, she has like some useful insights. I remember afterwards, I think you and I were were talking and you said something along the lines of, oh, did you have to like sign some documents, confidentiality agreements, etc. And I was like, oh, no, I didn't really. And then I was like, oh, I feel like that's sort of like a red flag. Like, why didn't I have to do that? So I remember emailing her and saying like, oh, did you just forget to send me those documents? And then she said, oh, that's just sort of like an introductory, you know, first time appointment. So I was going to send them to you for the next time. And then I just had difficulty like communicating, I think, with her. Like, I think she wasn't understanding when I wanted an appointment. And then even like with the invoice, it seemed kind of sketchy as well because Um, she's a psychotherapist and wasn't working under someone else. So I actually couldn't claim her for my insurance. Mm -hmm. So then I felt like, oh shit, now I just wasted $95. So for my next person, I I asked many, many questions and I actually had originally contacted therapist I'm with now. And I loved her response because even though I didn't go with her, I, I said something along the lines of, thank you so much for answering all of my questions I have found someone else and then she said something like no problem my door is always open so you know so you chose to walk through it after all yeah so it was so interesting I think the way that my therapist approaches not just our therapy sessions but how she handles like documents and invoices she's just all around extremely professional but at the same time it's like she can laugh during a session and she's she's just really real mm-hmm. and i love how much she pays attention to me because i mean i'm paying her too so <laughs> <laughs> okay so here's a question 
Yeah. I know that the stuff that you're talking with your current therapist is somewhat different from what you were exploring with your first therapist all those years ago. Yep. So going into this now with a brand new therapist, but having done therapy in the past, yeah. did you feel like more prepared even in your first session? Kind of like, did you know how this kind of goes? Like, how was it? doing therapy for a second time with a brand new therapist, but kind of knowing how therapy works? That's a really great, great question. I think that having done therapy before kind of gave me a base knowledge of like, you know, they're going to ask some tough questions that are kind of going to punch you in the gut, (laughs) get you in the heart. And you're going to have some strong emotions, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to trigger something in you. Mm -hmm. So I think going into it, knowing that, like knowing they're going to ask a certain question in a certain way. Listen, your friends can ask you all the questions in the world, but sometimes they don't get to like the very root cause of something, right? Mm -hmm. So I think they gave me a knowledge of Yes, it's great to talk about your problems, but they're going to ask you some hard questions and maybe you're going to cry. Maybe you're going to feel angry. Maybe you're going to feel, I don't know, super joyful that you figured something out or that they, that they hit something in you. But I think knowing that you're going to have these strong reactions and you're going to be a little bit triggered is nice to know. But at the same time, it had been so many years that I was like, well, now I'm a completely different person, I think, mm-hmm. than when I was before. And I think a little bit differently. It, it had been so long that I had gone to therapy that I was like, oh, my God, I'm I'm definitely nervous. And mm-hmm. it's it's just so different because it's a different person and you're dealing with different issues and you're a different person so I think it wasn't like completely brand new but at the same time it still felt like uh pretty new overall does that answer your question yeah that's really interesting thank you I don't know if this is like a verified stat, but I was listening to Armchair Expert, one of my favorite podcasts, and the host, Dax, and also his co-host, Monica, they often talk about like going to therapy, and I think what I love is that they just really like normalize it, and they're like, yeah, like my last session, like I talked about this, and blah, 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 but anyway, they, 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 they had mentioned something along the lines of 80, like 60 to 80% of people aren't likely to go past the third session with their therapist and I was like oh that's really interesting and then it made me think of listen don't take this stat to heart either I think maybe we'll do some background check of this but anyway there's a certain percentage that don't go past like the third session this stat sort of made me think about my current situation with with my therapist of you know we've She's gotten to know me for a session-ish. We got into some issues. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I've had three sessions with her. And then I sort of delayed my fourth session, which I have set up, but I haven't gone to yet because it's next week. I was really busy. But I did also feel like 
we had dug into so much in our last session that I really had to like unpack things and I wanted to just sort of journal about it, whatever, process it, right? Yeah. So I really wanted to give my time, myself that time. It's really important um, to find like the frequency that works for you with therapy. And for some people that's every week, for some people it's every two weeks. Like I, at one point yeah. I was kind of trying to go like once every month or two months, like. Yeah, like I think it just changes. Therapy fatigue can be a very real thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, how do you usually feel after your therapy sessions? Like you, it, it can be one or the other sometimes. Sometimes I'm frustrated, mm-hmm. right? If I felt like I wasn't getting my point across properly and maybe like my therapist mm-hmm. wasn't asking me the types of questions I thought he should be asking me, you know, it can be frustrating sometimes when you have a session and it doesn't go the way you thought and you don't end up getting something out of it that you thought you were going to get out of it. But that's part of the process. Mm -hmm. And that's why it is so important if you, as long as you feel like you have a good working relationship with your therapist to continue on that journey, because Mm. you will have those moments of difficulty. It's, I think it's so important not to think too much about each of the sessions in isolation but think about the process of therapy as a whole and your trajectory and your journey. Since you've mentioned some of the issues that you've worked on, I also would like to mention some of the issues that I've worked on because I want to be I want to be transparent. Okay, so yeah, so very first therapist, as I mentioned, was majority about like the breakup and then and then also dealing with like friends that we had in common that were kind of like, you know, taking sides, which I think it's totally normal in a breakup. Mm-hmm. Sucks, obviously. So this time what I'm working on, a couple of things. So sleep, and I think everybody's sleep is just a little bit out of whack during the pandemic. So sleep, like the quality of it, and then also these negative spirals that can happen to me. So, you know, it could be I'm not getting the best sleep, I'm feeling overwhelmed, and then I get maybe this negative thought in my head and it just sort of sticks. So it could be about finances, it could be about body image. I think those are like the main the main two. Mm-hmm. And then what was so interesting was the last time I had gone in with a couple of issues. Like, so I felt like we had addressed the whole sleep thing. She said just to keep track of my sleep, how much I'm getting, what I'm doing beforehand. And then she offered like really useful advice for that, you know, like turn off technology at least an hour before. Um, I was journaling before bed, but then she said, that's not always a great thing to do because then your mind's thinking about all of those things and then it's hard to turn that off right before you go to bed. So now what I do is if I'm going to journal, it'll be like at least two hours or I'll try to do it like during the day or the morning so it's not disrupting my sleep. Hmm. But I feel like all of the tips, like I feel like what's really nice with my current therapist is that we have these sort of achievable goals. Mm-hmm. And she'll sort of say to me like, okay, what do you want to work on and how can we measure it? And how do you know if you've like made progress? So I think with the whole sleep thing was just like 
recognizing my patterns and my habits, then changing them and then seeing like, okay, did that make a difference? And also sometimes I think we just are so hyper-focused on certain things. Like to me, that's not really an issue I want to go into depth with her about anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've addressed it. I feel like, you know, I'm taking the steps to have a better sleep. And I definitely feel like I am having better sleep. So mm-hmm. great. That could come up again, but for now it's fine. Then I feel like with the whole spiral, like negative spiral, she was like, okay, when you have these, I want you to record like how you're feeling, what are your thoughts, where are you holding these emotions in your body, what sort of like triggered it, and then also the reverse of that, like what helped you get out of these negative spirals? Like, Did you read? Did you go for a walk? Did you talk to a friend? Did you distract yourself in some way? And then kind of like say how long you're in that negative spiral for. So even just doing that, I think was extremely helpful. I'm not saying I'm never going to have those again. I'm not saying I haven't had them. It's just to me, not as much of an issue. So our last session, I was mentioning to her how I was super busy one week and there was two friends that I had to say, you know what, I would love to hang out with you, but I just don't have the time right now. You know, when I'm back in town, would love to see you. But I was saying to her, that wasn't the issue. The issue was me feeling bad about saying no because I wanted to take care of myself. And I said, to me, that is just so messed up that I feel bad for saying no and for potentially letting people down. And then what she said to me was just so incredible. She's like, you know, this is like toxic guilt. And I'm like, oh my God, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I want to know more, right? And she's like, okay, so it's one thing if you do something bad, like you hit somebody's car or whatever, like something happens and then you feel bad about it. Sure, that's normal and that that makes sense. But she's like, toxic guilt is basically you're feeling bad for feeling bad. And it's basically like I was trying to anticipate my friend's emotions and needs and then I felt bad even before saying anything about that and I also felt bad for feeling bad and I was realizing like I hate this sense of guilt like this weird sense of guilt and so I try to bypass it and like I don't like shove it down I wouldn't say that but I just try to like avoid feeling like that Hmm. and even when I was talking to her I was like I could just see my pattern of like wanting to go around this and like that's basically what's causing me to like feel bad for feeling bad Mm -hmm. and so I think it was just so interesting like she she gave me a lot to think about it wasn't it wasn't like okay you need to work on this this and this it was like okay here's what's happening and I can see it now it's for you to like really unpack it and then you know I'm sure in our next session we'll we'll discuss it but I think what's so important is that don't go to therapy thinking that somebody else is going to fix your problems or somebody else is gonna wave a magic wand right I think it's just you are discussing your issues and then you're having more awareness and then it's up to you to like manage whatever you need to manage or learn different coping mechanisms or different habits well said 
Yeah. So thank you for talking to me about therapy, Becky. Yeah. Thanks for getting vulnerable with me, Kara. So if other people want to maybe ask us questions about our experience with therapy or share what they've gone through with therapy, how can they get in touch with us? We're on Facebook, so you can find us at We Just Like to Talk. You can also email email us any questions, concerns, comments, ideas for episodes. We're always looking for new ideas at we just like to talk at gmail.com. And you can find us on most podcast platforms. I think that this session, I think that this <laughs> I think that this episode <laughs> was very therapeutic for both this of us. Session. So that'll be $150. Oh, okay. <laughs> as long as you're accredited, I don't mind paying it. <laughs> I mean, of um, the two of us, you're the one with a psychology degree, so. 